Hello, everybody, and once again, welcome to And I'm All Set. Today's episode, your 30s is a son of a bitch. We'll be discussing career changes, kids, physical changes, relationships, debt. More than ever before has the 30s been a swift kick in the ass. The cast, meaning us, will discuss what their 30s has been like and the trials facing young adults today. No special guests this week, though. Nope, it's just us. My two amazing human beings that I, I am so lucky to be friends with. Minnie in the Zoom. What's up, fam? Not too much. How are you today? I'm sick. <clears throat> <laughs> Dramatic oh, cough. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sick. Like, it's not obvious. Just pointing that out now. If I sound funny, by the way, yes, this is pyro. If if you if you can't figure we that can out, we can tell right it's now. you, dear. <laughs> but yeah, I got the man flu. Aww. Yeah, I know. They said Bye. it's it's. I know it's okay. It's all right. Don't feel bad. There's nothing you could do about it. <laughs> I didn't ask for this, <laughs> you know. But it. It, it, it's finally happened to me. I I I got a common cold, <laughs> and I am a big baby. <laughs> Aw, most men are. It's okay. Yeah, it's all right. Mm -hmm. Well, see, the thing is, the man flu is real. It is. It definitely is. It's just like, you know, oh my god, I feel like I'm gonna die. You know, oh. and then friggin' you see you see pictures in uh, TikToks now. Of people, women having kids, you know? Mm -hmm. And there's the husband eating a sandwich. My, <laughs> my most favorite. Okay, so this is an off-bridge story. So when I was 30, when I turned 30, I had my daughter. Well, 32. Sorry, Henry was when I was 30. When I was 32, I had my daughter. And when I had her, it was March, and it just so happened to be the start of allergy season. And my husband has really terrible seasonal allergies. So I go into labor, and I'm in the hospital bed, and he's sitting in the corner of the room with Kleenex rolled up inside his sinuses because they're bothering him so much. And... He stays like that for the majority of the time that I'm in labor. And I have her, it's like six o'clock in the morning when I have her. I go into a ward, I get all settled and everything else. And as we're sitting there talking, my I can't remember the exact nature of the conversation, but he looks at me with these Kleenex up his nose and says, I cannot even begin to tell you how uncomfortable I am right now. <laughs> and this is in a room with four other women who have just given birth. <laughs> you have never felt the collective <laughs> stares of that many angry women at once ever before. <laughs> ever. Man. Things you just never say mm -hmm. anywhere near a maternity ward. Oh, man. Honey, you wouldn't believe what I had to go through to get here. <laughs> you cannot relate to how uncomfortable I am right now. 
Oh, man. Which I know he listens to this podcast, so in advance, I apologize for telling the story, but now... That's a great story. It's absolutely hilarious to me. <laughs> We're <laughs> idiots. Time, not so much. You know, we are. We are idiots. We we don't say the right things. So, so we do. We we try to do the right things, but you know, most of us, that doesn't happen. It's so yeah. easy to put a foot in our mouths, and yeah, yeah. You, you you're doing something you think is good, and you're like so proud of it, and then it's just like you're like, oh wait, but that's. It's like that was just the dumbest (laughs) thing I possibly could have said in that moment. (laughs) (laughs) So just to uh, cinch this up for you, Pyro, I'm going to send you this picture. If you check your text messaging, Zoom has seen it. This is a picture of me, like from me in the hospital bed, taking a picture of my husband and my doctor passed out in the corner. And you can see the Kleenex up his nose. (laughs) going picture all right wait so is this is this the same day that was when i while i was in labor i took that photo is that the doctor sleeping too yeah that's my my doctor dr witty i'm gonna give him a shout out for anyone in the area best doctor in the universe he not only has been my doctor since before i was born he delivered my sister and i but also all three of my children so Full circle. The circle yeah. of life. See what I mean when I try to sing? Shouldn't do it. Yeah, I hear it now. <clears throat> but speaking of the circle of life, Ooh, you, know, you have your kid phase, you have your teenager phase, and anything really beyond your mid-20s, you're kind of just left to figure it out for yourself. And in the later part of your 20s, you're like, man, you know, this isn't nearly as hard as I thought it was going to be. I'm in it i'm killing it i'm awesome i'm kicking ass and then your 30s happens and all of a sudden everything that you thought you had together and all these awesome life choices and you know things that you were sure you wanted to do once you hit your 30s it just explodes in your face with marriage and kids and careers and wanting to change them and health and everything else so when was it for you, both of you, when you found out, you know, my 30s is definitely not something anyone ever warned me about. And we'll start with Nazum this time. Now, I initially thought I was killing my 30s. Like, the start of my 30s, it was amazing. I was out and about most weekends. Um, I was doing both the extracurricular stuff and the vanilla stuff i was like literally just you know on top of my game it was just all beautiful right Mm -hmm. i changed jobs i changed jobs um and i went into a a different job which i wanted to do good but it just didn't work out for me due to the the the, the sensitive nature of the subject. I won't go into it for the for the purpose of the podcast because I've signed a whole load of NDAs. Non-disclosures and, uh, and yeah. Non-disclosures, official secrets acts and all of that stuff. But but it was an independent inquiry. Anyways, um and I left that. But soon after I 
I started becoming ill, I started getting really bad symptoms. And for me, that was that turning point of what started off initially as, you know what, it's, I'm, I'm nailing my priorities, you know, I'm on, on track, like I'm literally ready to now start thinking about settling down, getting, you know, finding someone, having children, you know, the whole shebang, right? Literally mm-hmm. just got thrown in the can, shook up and then just literally tossed out the window um because from there it was all downhill and we're talking i don't want to say mid-30s it's just before my mid-30s uh so i'm what 39 now and i've been ill for the last five years so yeah so just before my mid-30s is that that point where it literally all just went horribly wrong and even now it's yeah (laughs) It's <laughs> still, it's, I'm, still I'm, kicking. it's still kicking. It's still kicking me in the bollocks, like that's for sure. Um, <laughs> Pyro, what about you? Well, <clears throat> first and foremost, uh, I just want to say I'm jealous of both of you for even have a moment where you thought things were going great. <laughs> yeah, I mean, being a teenage father, I'm sure that that moment came and because went fairly like, early on. <laughs> Like, like when, when you said we were going to do like a podcast of like, oh, your thirties. And I'm just like, that's just like fucking, I woke up one day and I exist. <laughs> like, like, you know, <laughs> so like there's ever since I was in 12th grade, every day felt like I was in my thirties <laughs> and forties and fifties and dead. Well, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> um, but yeah, I never had a moment where I thought I had my shit together and things were going great. Everything was just my life has always just been pure chaos and fucking random universal events happening. It's been insane. Needless to say. Um, but when it dawned on me like shit, you're getting older you're not you're not an old man yet but you're definitely not a kid (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. it's like going through puberty again but as an adult yeah because if you think about it it's like you when you're like a, a young kid becoming a teenager into an adult you have that really awkward stage you know Mm-hmm. Trying to figure it out, and if you're a guy, you're like, "Oh, okay." I don't know who's your voice just starts to turn on you. I can't do the high pitch. Normally, I'd be able to do a really great transition into puberty for a male, but again, I have, I have the man flu. It's terrible. I know. Oh my um, God. <clears throat> I have nobody to complain to. (laughs) I'm here. Yeah, I know. That's why I'm (laughs) acting this way now. (laughs) (laughs) I do it at home. It's just my kids. And they're like, yeah, make me a sandwich. Yeah, I feel that. See, for me, I think my, my biggest kick in the ass when I was like, wow, this is definitely not the same as when I was younger is when I had um, my first kid. I was 23. And I had no problems keeping up with them at all. And there's seven years between my first one and my next. And then there's 10 years between my oldest and my youngest. So 
when I had Henry, I was 30. And when I had Lily, I was almost 33. Um, and that was the first time that I just, I took a step back when Henry ended up being a toddler. And I was like, oh my god, this is so not what I remembered it being. And I just had none of the energy that I used to to keep up with him. And I was so tired all the time. Mind you, being pregnant for a third time didn't help with that. But even with Lily now, being fi- keeping up with a five-year-old a five year old when you're almost 38, I can't even imagine how grandparents babysit. Like, <laughs> I have no idea how they do it. They must be just dead to the world for a week after they, those kids go home because it is so exhausting all the time. I, I it's crazy. But to kind of like piggyback off of what you were saying with your whole, you know, going through puberty a second time. Um, it it for is. Those who, yeah, for those who don't know, um, I had a full hysterectomy uh, very shortly after my daughter was born, about uh, six months after my daughter was born. And that was five years ago. So because of that, even though I kept my ovaries, um, it's throwing me into early pre-menopause. And any women out there around my age or younger or even slightly older, if there's anyone out there wondering, what is menopause going to be like? It's hell. All the horror stories that you hear, every last one of them. And you're like, oh, it can't be that bad. It is. And worse. I promise you. <laughs> I, re- I really wish right now that this was a vodcast because I would love to like play a video clip of like a drill sergeant talking to his troops just before they, you know, go into war. <laughs> you know what? You want to know what war is? It's hell. Yes. <laughs> you know? Well, and it's funny because my, my two, um, well, my three female besties around here uh, being Lisa, Sam, Samantha, or and Steffi. Um, I've told them all this. I was like, just prepare yourself. Like, I will be your coach because by the time you're in it, I'll be out. And I will try to guide you through the best I can. But believe me, it's just the worst experience. Like, it's it's puberty on steroids. It's so bad. Oh, man, I can't even imagine. See, for me... so bad. For me, though, it was when I was in my 20s, I could eat whatever the fuck I wanted. I could eat anything. Like, I would be like, ooh, fruit roll-ups, gushers. I'll take these Drake cakes. Hell yeah. Give me those devil dogs, bitch. And I'd just fucking sit there and eat all this stuff. And I'm walking around. Everybody's like, hey, man, why don't you eat a cheeseburger? You look like you could gain a little weight. And I'm like, all I do is fucking eat. What do you mean? You know, and it was like, nice. I was also a stoner, so I had the munchies. But still, like, I would eat, like, like I would house a whole large Italian grinder. And, like, that's a giant sandwich for those who aren't from New England. Um, things that the, these grinders, though, aren't, like, you might be thinking of, like, a Subway foot long. No, that's, like. Two of those. When I, when I put grinder and foot long together, that's not what my mind goes to. No, you get a weird ad on Google. For... Yeah, that's just not what a my grinder mind goes is at an all. Italian sandwich made with capicole, prosciutto, provolone cheese, ham, pepperoni, lettuce, tomato, 
onion, white onion, none of that red onion shit. Um, oil and vinegar. That sounds fucking amazing. <laughs> and hot cherry pepper rings. That's, That's really good. It is so good. But I would eat a whole large of those and then still be hungry. Now, here comes 30s, like fucking Chris Farley wearing David Spade's tiny jacket. Oh, hardly. No, I'm just saying <laughs> that's how it just drops drops in on you. You know, he's just like, you know, See, I can't. <laughs> I cannot relate to that at all because I just <laughs> sat here and pounded back a Big Mac. You know, but well, see, I can <laughs> still do that. I can still physically eat like that. Yeah, but I'll still... do that and I'll lose weight. <clears throat> yeah, not me now. I and I have I a am thing 95 called, pounds. <laughs> I have this thing, this weird superpower. All right, it's not really a superpower. It's a curse. It's called fucking high cholesterol. And my doctor is oh. like, I, I, you shouldn't, your cholesterol shouldn't be this high. I mean, you, you're a slightly overweight, but not, not for cholesterol like this. He's like, this is going to be hereditary. And all I'm thinking to myself is like, Doc, you're looking at fucking 30 years of high fruit, whatever, corn syrup, GMOs, processed fruit snacks, and little Debbie snacks. When I'm talking by the box. <laughs> yeah, you see that. <laughs> a night, you know? That is yeah. why my cholesterol is high, sir. <laughs> you see, now, now you can relate to it, mate, but for me, my 20s was, oh my God, if I look at food and put weight on, my 30s gave me Graves' disease. Now, if for those who don't know, Graves' disease sounds horrible, but it's just the the more hideous way of saying an overactive thyroid. So my 30s now, I'm patriotic sure to both pyro and mini, that I am literally stick thin and I look anorexic. Um, and I could, I was at one point eating 10,000 calories a day and not putting a single pound on that thing. So that's what my 30s gave me. And, Admittedly, See, that's it like was really fantastic. overactive, though. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that was a full-on thyroid storm at that given yeah. time. Like my body literally just dumped everything in, and it was like everything, like heart rate, resting heart rate was 120. I literally walked, like, I literally walked up the stairs, and my heart rate would be like 150, 160. Um, I'd be exhausted, out of breath, all the bad stuff. But I was like, yeah, I could eat anything I wanted. And it's a fantastic thing. And people listening to it will be like, you know what? Why are you complaining? Like, you know what? The reason why I'm complaining is because, you know, I would have either, if it wasn't, if left untreated, I'd be looking at multiple organ failure, heart attack, you know, all of those excellent things that, you know. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, not a so, good time. No. Not Which, a good you know time what? Sorry. Just side note, that was funny. <laughs> Another dad story. Somehow I managed to work these into every podcast, and I'm pretty sure it's going to become a thing because it just happened. So stories about father. Um, so just this past week, him and I were sitting in the doctor's office because I took my son in um, for a follow-up, and I had a bunch of stuff, like tests and stuff done for myself as well. And my dad and I are sitting there, and 
in front of Dr. Woody, just kind of yapping back and forth. And he's like, oh, well, you know, in my life experiences, I can say that I know what a heart attack feels like. And I'm sitting there like, yeah, yeah, me too. Those are no fun. And they were just going back and forth like that. And my doctor, who is like 80 years old, just for the record, he turns and looks at both of us. He's like, oh, good Lord, will you two just shut up? Because they're just sitting there like a bunch of old people just be like, oh yeah, you know, my heart, it's not as good as it used to be. <laughs> that sort of thing. So that was my death moment for the week. <laughs> That's funny. Doctor's like, shut up! Yeah, just shut the hell up about it. But yeah, heart <clears throat> attacks, not fun. No, I, I, I don't can't ever relate. Recommend. I've had plenty of panic attacks. Um, I've but... had plenty of those. I've had <clears throat> two heart attacks. No, I've I had... I, let's not talk about um, that. Being, um, I don't want to jinx myself because that is. Yeah, what, knock on some wood. Find some wood in your general vicinity. That's, uh, you know, high cholesterol and heart attacks. It's like the one yeah, thing my doctor Yeah, you've been doing so much better with it, which is actually the next part of this that brings us into it. The amazing things that you just cannot even dream of eating anymore. Food. And the things that you've had to, like, add into <laughs> your diet just because all of a sudden shit like fiber became important. Oh, God, fiber. Oh. Like, how many times has chills. someone looked at you and been like, well, yeah, because you had that fiber one incident. Yep. <laughs> um, everyone's just like, oh, you need your fiber. Oh, don't forget to eat your green vegetables and all this stuff. Just really annoying. Yeah, I don't listen to any of them. And See, I, I probably I should. Cholesterol. <laughs> I don't like vegetables. I am not well, a vegetable person. I will eat the shit out of a potato. You know, I hated vegetables growing up. You know, I like asparagus. And, yeah, then I found my love for broccoli. I found my love for asparagus. <laughs> even even no, Brussels like sprouts. My mom <laughs> used to keep a box of frozen Brussels sprouts in the freezer. Just as like a threat to me as a like, behavior getting the sprouts if you don't knock it off i'm gonna beat your ass and then make you eat this fucking brussels sprouts oh my god <laughs> and I'd i need like, to meet your mother oh man i want to know but see that's the thing like here's the thing as mother <laughs> would say thing about my mom is it's like it everybody gets a different version of my mom and it's it's just it's weird because like she grew up in the projects and she grew up with an attitude she was a punk she, you know my whole family they were all troublemakers and you know they Came from a poor family, poor neighborhood. My grandmother was a single mom of 12. <laughs> my God, the woman's a saint. You know what I mean? And that's my mom's side. My my dad's side, um, he has a, eight brothers and sisters, 10 brothers and sisters. Why? That's like yeah. my dad's family. <clears throat> and they both grew up in the projects. So that's like in the bad part of town. You know, uh -huh. and now she's a CFO of a of a behavioral health hospital. 
So, See, I fully intend to meet your mom and be like, "Hi, I'm the person that has continued to yell at your son to make sure he behaves." Yeah, and then and then you will get the mom that I grew up with. That, that <laughs> she will, but you'll see it. It will be like an, it will be like an instant switch, and you'll see it. <laughs> it's nuts. It, but the people at work get like a more professional, studious version of my mom until they get her mad. And then it's just like that flip switches and oof. I can't wait for you to meet my mom. You too, Nazum. You got to meet my mom. I think your mom will like me. Oh, I'll be like, yeah. She'll fucking love you the moment you start talking. <laughs> but yeah, to tie this back into, into the 30s and away from my mom, vegetables. Now, again, because of my cholesterol... I had to change my diet. So I've been switching between like a vegetarian diet, a vegan diet, and then, you know, I have my meat and my chicken. Well, chicken would be meat. Well, well you know, my <laughs> white meat and my red meat. There you go. Sorry. Yeah. But you're right. No, I, uh, I don't know. You know, I've thought about vegan eating and vegetarian and everything and i just sit there and i'm like you know i can't i can't do it i just can't do it i can't don't do it every like, day just no take but a like my, meal. <laughs> my my husband has done like the vegetarian thing or like closer to vegan thing and the keto thing and like that all that stuff and i just look at it and i'm like I can't wrap my head around it. Like, why is that not steak right now? Like, there's a problem. <laughs> and it is a problem, especially yes. when you're so used to eating, like, steak, chicken, like, all the time. And that's me. Like, I am meat and potatoes. It's, you have to, like, gradually introduce, like, the proper way to do it is you really need to gradually introduce all the new stuff in so oh yeah and i have been i've been trying to kind of put vegetables <clears throat> into things that i already enjoy just so they're there yeah like, um which has been going okay well i love tacos i love burritos so yep. the first salad i got was a southwestern chicken salad but everything puts beans in it no you don't have to the ones that i have didn't have beans you don't, ha you don't have to beans have beans. Beans can burn in hell. <laughs> you know. Baked beans are lovely. <clears throat> well, beans. See, I don't know. I beans, like beans, peas, chickpeas. But, yeah, you don't have to have beans in the salad. It's it's usually just, like, cheddar jack cheese, flipping lettuce, obviously, tomato, corn, a Southwest dressing, onions, Can I just start peppers. getting lettuce on my Big Macs? Well, yeah, like we're ninety percent <laughs> lettuce, though. Want to know what though? If you if you replace the bun with lettuce, that actually would. No, for real though, I order my Big Macs, no lettuce. I usually <laughs> like I that do. is how opposed to vegetables. I love I salad, but I hate lettuce on my sandwiches or food in general, unless it's a salad. I like the idea. <laughs> no, even as about as far as it goes. It was definitely a even struggle Matthew. for me, though. And then the next day, I would have a regular meal. But then I would also start halving my portions. 
So instead of having a big-ass bowl of pasta, I would have a cup of pasta. And I continued with the cup. Now I'm down to only a half a cup of pasta and heavy on vegetable. See, I kind of have to reverse that because I need, like, the more calories that I can intake, the better. Yeah, well, then you don't have to worry about eating like that. Well, I mean, I did the... The vegetable thing is like for heart health and for aging and for joint health yeah, because so arthritis is a thing apparently. Do you any also of you guys want have arthritis? a high protein diet at the same time? Yeah. yeah. So then you your chicken, this is where it sucks. Know. You'd have to blend it. No, fuck that. Uh uh-uh. uh. Nope. Nope. No big no, mac no, sauce. No, 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 no. See, I'm already off of it. I will I will die of a heart attack when I'm 50. I don't care. I'm not giving up my big amounts. That's fine. You do you. But do do either of you guys have arthritis or no. the beginning stages of arthritis? No, and I, it's not what another condition I wish to add to the list of uh, you know conditions. That <laughs> like, he thinks that a fucking wrong with a zoom. <laughs> <laughs> he drops Where's a scroll. Where's the, where's the wood? Like, it bounces like, across look, the floor am, like a cartoon. Look, I'm literally knocking on wood, but I, I do not need arthritis. So I, I have arthritis in my pinky, ring finger, and middle finger on my left hand, my thumb on my right hand, and in my neck, like where my the base of my skull meets the top of my neck. Because I also have hyperextensive joints, which means basically I'm very bendy. Like some of my joints actually physically bend backwards. So I'm a very bendy person. Um, and because of that, because I have such fluid joints, I was I developed arthritis earlier on than probably what I should have. That and all the fucking old lady hormones flowing at me because of my stupid menopause. But yeah, it's uh, it's not a good time. At all. And I didn't even know what it was at first. And it was just, oh, I have a pain in my thumb. I must have, you know, extended it, opening something or whatever. And then when you're sitting there like a week later and you're just like, did I break my fucking thumb? Like, what the hell is going on? And I went to my doctor about it. He's like, oh, it's okay. You're just getting arthritis. I'm like, all right. So I'm going to go and start digging my grave now. Thank you. Like, I'm not even 38 yet. Yeah, right. you remember how I said I was jealous of you guys? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You taking that back? I take that back because, like, uh, besides my cholesterol, I, uh, I mean, my back hurts. But, yeah, well, but, I mean, everyone has back problems. Was yeah, anyone but, here with no back issues? Please but, but raise that, your hand. But that's what. That, but yeah, no. Wow. Yeah, no. I, I'm, I am no longer jealous. My biggest gripe with becoming thirty is my cholesterol, and also, where the fuck did my hair go? <laughs> that's a good question. <laughs> You see, I don't really have it to worry about that so no, much. It, it, I, I feel <laughs> like now I had for the longest time, like here, almost down to my my shoulder shoulders, mm-hmm. 
And around, like, just before my 30s, like, you know, when the boat was just starting to come up to the pier, started noticing my hair was Mm-mm. not looking the same as it used to. It, it, it looked like one of those aliens from Cocoon <laughs> when they were injured, you know? All dried out and friggin' shriveled. But no, it was like it was like my hair got together and decided to revolt against the top of my head and separate into different colonies all over the rest of my body. <laughs> so you're saying your hairline <laughs> suffered Pangea? Yeah, you know, they're like, all right, we're no longer taking this tyranny. We're moving to the lower back. <laughs> You know, then what's left? They're like, well, what about us? You guys get the ass crack. <laughs> you, you want some extra? I have plenty of hair that you can have. Oh, my Lord. That's like I could lose half of what is growing out of my head currently. And it still would be too much. It would still be too much. I'm I, honestly, though, I'm thankful that I've had a good relationship with my hair for as long as I did. You know, because there are people in my family who started losing it in high school. So I'm I'm thankful I've held on to it as as long as I did, you know. And the way I see it, though, it's 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 fucking hair. What, what am I gonna do? You know, like, oh my god, yeah. my life is over. Oh Jesus! You know what? Though? I thank God. I literally thank God every single day. Like that fact that I actually look decent with a bald head. Like there are some people who just cannot suit. They both had, and I feel really bad for those because, you know, not only do they lose their hair, but, you know. And see, I'm, I'm jealous of both of you for the ability just to shave your head and be fine with it. Now, I know some women do, and I'm not knocking that. Not my thing. I could never, I enjoy having my hair long, especially because of how much and how curly it is. But my discovery lately has been, oh, that's not blonde, that's white. <laughs> Oh, my beard is peppered, but I love it. I love my peppery beard. Guys, again, hot with the salt mm-hmm. and pepper look going. Women with, like, the sparklers through the hair, we end up looking like a witch that just stumbled out of an enchanted forest. It's funny, <laughs> though. Like, I look at some of the pictures of me, like, when I was still in my 20s, and now, I, like, I look at pictures of me now, and I'm like, I looked like shit then compared to I look now. <laughs> so. I think I much prefer the way that I look now as opposed to what I look like like, back then as well. Mind you, I look practically the same. 25 to 30. Horrible. Horrible. But before that, I was a stud. I can't even say that I wasn't. (laughs) But there was that time, 25 to 30, and now, I don't know, the pictures that I see now, I like, like, oof. You were in a rough patch, buddy. <laughs> oh, I think I've definitely gotten better looking as I've grown older. Like in my in my young youthful days, it was a bit because mm, I I I've always felt it. Like I'm not going to go into it now, but I've got this unhealthy relationship with food. It's you could pretty much call it binge eating, whether you want to call it binge eating, whether you want to call it like it, you know, it bordering bulimia minus the puking. But either way, whatever it is, 
it's an unhealthy relationship with food. And that's been my whole 20s, like I've yo-yo dieted. And I think as I got later on into my 20s, into my late 20s, early 30s, I started getting a lot more confident with myself. I was a lot more, like with my with my colorful activities and all of that stuff, like it gave me a huge boost in confidence, like, and that kind of just, yeah, it shows, doesn't it? Like you just walk around, like I held my head held, my head was always held high, straight, you know, never ever like I approach people. It's just, you know, just general confidence and, yeah, definitely grew back. So you feel um, generally that being in your 30s and going through your 30s has boosted your self-confidence? Well, it did initially. Now, now after my ex- ex- exponential crisis I've had all week, because you know, it's <laughs> been a fantastic week for me, um, I, I want to say it's taken a bit of a knock, but it's slowly getting there and you know it's 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 a little journey i'm on at the moment it's going to be a lot of it's going to be a lot of self-discovery that needs to take place before kind of but it's just part and parcel of like you know the 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 shitstorm that i that i've experienced and this is just the knock-on effect of that so yeah yeah uh, but for like, for me personally, I think it more so than having my self confidence boosted in my thirties. I think that I was able to kind of just let a lot of shit go and give much less fucks than what I used to. Now, if someone has a lowered opinion of me or you know has a problem with me for whatever reason, I could care less that was much more important to me in like my early late teens early 20s than i think i would ever have thought possible now being in my 30s i just have been able to not give a fuck about people's opinions so i think it's much more a a maturity aspect it's not even necessarily that confidence grows it's just your maturity grows and you're able to let a lot of that stuff that used to hold you back go and really appreciate who you are as a person yeah, for me, it's like I always struggled with self-esteem and whether or not if I was even just a good person in general. Mm-hmm. You know, that's you know common for a lot of people. I've noticed <laughs> through time, life experiences, it's not that I have found self-confidence because I still get those awkward moments and where like... I'm uncomfortable in certain situations, but not as much as I used to be. But it's it's more so where it's like I just stopped giving a shit. Yeah. You know? Yeah, like, see, that's what I'm saying. It's just no longer giving a fuck. Yeah. Which just, I guess is one way to boost your self-esteem, right? Because your self-esteem is held back when you're assuming other people's opinions or giving a fuck about other people's opinions. Yeah. And... You know, you realize that no matter what you do, like you're you're not gonna make everybody happy. No, and, never. You know, it's not impossible. everybody's gonna like you, and people who you think like you, you you will find out don't actually like you. And the fact of the matter is, it doesn't fucking matter if they like you or not. 
<laughs> that is true. You know, it doesn't. Makes it no impact. Makes no impact on your life other than, all right, this person for some reason doesn't like me. Okay. <laughs> uh, are my bills paid now? No? Oh, fuck. Oh, all right then. <laughs> you see, that, that's interesting. No, go ahead. Sorry, it just that's interesting, but because last year, when I like, I spent a good couple of years, good few years, just just floating about. Like, I kept myself to myself. I was the most antisocial person. I wasn't even on Xbox Live. I wasn't doing. I was playing games and all that, but just keeping to myself and and busy. So when I started doing stuff, I actually, I did actually care about what people thought about me, but. That was never me as an individual. Like in my in my thirties, I can't just like you two. You get to a point where it's like, okay, I can. You can look at it and think, well, okay. I, and there's a lot of things that you can just walk away from or, or put aside or just brush off and be like, you know what? I just don't give a fuck. But last year, I kind of, as I started getting to know people in game, I was like, okay, I actually do give a fuck. But now. Like, yeah, that, that old me is coming back. It's like, okay, if you don't like me or if you're using me for whatever reason or anything like that, like, I just don't, just don't have the time. Like, I know who my friends are. And I've got some awesome friends, by the way. Um, <laughs> and so who are they again? With two amazing <laughs> people like that. <laughs> Could you refer them by name, please? <laughs> um, well, one is called Tyler. She's not around at the moment, so I, you know, she pops up every now and then. I've so I get her number. Like. Pyra, Pyra. I heard she was a hoe. <laughs> Don't talk smack about my Pyra like that. Like. <laughs> and it's okay. We're good with hoes here. <laughs> Fuck. I mean. I guess, in a way, we're all a bunch of hoes. <clears throat> Again, oh, sure. I'm more than fine with that. Yep. Um, well, we accept that, and we embrace it. Full-facedly. <laughs> so, since we're on top of that. <laughs> since I have to keep this rolling, and that's the one thing I'm going to grab onto for the moment, sex in your 30s, how is it different than sex in your 20s? Um, a lot more kinkier, or it was initially, until they all came to a standstill and then became non-existent. <laughs> yeah, pretty much sums it up, minus the whole kink part. <laughs> wow, you guys are making it really hard for me tonight. See, no, I'm only because, kidding. Because, like, um, I had, I had obviously, uh, like, I started having sex when I was a teenager and then into my 20s and it's just you expect it to be just like almost like this routine every time no and it's it's until someone changes that for you right for, so I, for me no it, was, it, it never felt routine um it's you know you gotta when it comes to sex it's like it's not just up to one person to make it better or make it a certain way like you, you both have to fucking do something. well yes in general consensus but it's more so to the fact that you find it more enjoyable or I, not whilst I, in your 30s versus your 20s i enjoy it just as much as i do in my 30s as i did in my 20s <laughs> oh my god <laughs> um 
Maybe it's different from the female perspective because well, it, it's it seems to be that, you know, in your late twenties into your early thirties, you start finding people who actually know what, know they're, what doing, they're doing. Yeah, well, uh, and versus yeah, and the, again, hey, let me hump your leg. But that's the thing. It's like it's so different for for females when it comes to intercourse. Guys, it's just like rant, 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 rant. You know? <laughs> that's it. That it's the same, no matter what. <laughs> you know? That's it. There's no special nothing. It's just <laughs> so and it's it's different, but like there there's other things that do make it more enjoyable in other ways uh, apart from it just being like that physical pleasure mm -hmm. um but for me like i was also a smoker in my 20s so <laughs> i was winded very quickly <laughs> Yes, they're not just sitting there wheezing on top of some poor girl. You know, like at the end, I'm <laughs> dripping sweat. Like, <laughs> hold on, ten oh seconds in. <laughs> but I stopped smoking, and yeah, I vape, but it's it doesn't affect your lungs the same way. I don't care what anybody fucking says. My lungs are so much better now than they were when I was actually smoking. I don't. I'm not winded going up a flight of stairs. Yeah. You know, I can I run. I can attest to that. I vape. I used to, I smoked for 20 years, you know, and I can actually walk upstairs without having to sit down. You know, so that, that had a lot to do with it too. And yeah, but stamina wise, I'm still, oh yes, I still got it. So <laughs> I haven't really. I feel like. Got into many issues, I guess. Well, I feel like it's a cosmic joke too, because if you if you look at it from the I guess scientific standpoint, that men will reach their peak in sexuality at the age of eighteen, right? Like that's when you have to like you have that base compulsion just to hump anything. Where for Much. women, it's thirty five. <laughs> it is thirty five years old. Whoever did that in the cosmic mapping of things you fucked up <laughs> yeah well i mean <sighs> it's that was also done back when things were fucking weird you know people had separate beds honey do you want to put the beds together tonight <laughs> well yeah, yeah i mean but it still doesn't help like millions of years of genetic traits right no, like, no it, 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 nothing's changed everybody was still as horny as they were then as they are now it's just we talk about it you know it's that's what i'm saying no we don't have separate beds now you, brady bunch didn't even have a fucking toilet in their house you know the way true. the way we express you know, our, we're more comfortable today expressing sexualities and having these conversations versus. I am much more comfortable with discussing sex in general. Yeah. Now. I, me too, because I'm not having any of it. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give you but a uh, in the air fist bump on that one. <laughs> but that is, uh, as you get into your 30s, as well there's a sense of maturity as well like you don't it's not just like 
in my 20s, I will put my hands up and say, you know what, I was never, never innocent. I have hurt people. I have been hurt. I've hurt people. Oh, yeah. Everybody I have has. done... I've done all of all of. I've done stuff some that... fucking terrible things when I you was know, younger. And and people who say that they've never hurt another person, it's like you have. You were just better at covering it up, but you fucking hurt somebody and got away with it. <laughs> That's the only. I difference. know that there are a few people <laughs> in my life that I have ground into the pavement with my stiletto and. It's not something that I'm proud of now. I understand why I did it then, because I didn't have the emotional maturity to deal with what was happening at that time. But I absolutely do now, and I recognize it for what it is, and it's not something I would ever repeat. Like, it's, for me, like, I want more emotion with it, you know, instead of just, like, getting it off, you know? Getting it off. (laughs) It's more like, you know, I want more than that at, at this point, you know? Yeah. And I don't I want, want to game play. After the Zoom. I do. I want to cuddle. Why don't we ever cuddle anymore? Because I haven't got time for a cuddle. Like, I'm just a wham bam, thank you, man kind of guy. Maybe if you vacuumed once in a while, Pyro. <laughs> I try my best. Jeez. <laughs> But, oh, realistically, for me at least, not that I'm ha- like having tons of experience with, <laughs> with with sex right now in my thirties. Um, from the fun times that I did have, it did have minor differences, but not really. Well, that's See, now, fair enough. <laughs> now I'm gonna throw a, a little bit of a curveball into all of this and say, you know what? For me, the biggest change in in my life now when it comes to sex is in my with literally the medication i'm on the way i used to play in my 20s and my early 30s i will never ever be able to play like that because of the fact that yeah like the 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 meds will literally i will either bruise easily or there's a higher risk of like internal bleeding like the last thing that i want is to end up going to a and like two days later because my i've got yeah like internal bleeding like yeah no one wants that that's not safe anymore that kind of borders you know you're into some kinky stuff when it renders you into the er with internal bleeding Mm -hmm. and that like for me for me now, it's just this, like I said, I, I've mentioned a couple of times that there's this journey of self-discovery. Like, I am now in my in my late 30s, I'm thinking, shit, like, when I'm ready, that once I'm fully mended, because I'm hoping this is, like, I'm going to go into my 40s next year, like, completely mended. It's going to be a fresh start for me, like, you know, a new a new decade you know what let's make 40s the new 30 like well 40 is the new 30 um and all of that stuff um and yeah it's just doing you know where i've got kind of think you know what how and what am i going to enjoy like i need to go back to the drawing board again and think you know what i can't do all of the things i used to enjoy so now i have to kind of and that is terrifying. That to me is heavy because it's like hard to explain. Like, but... no, that's fair enough. I know that 
a, a lot of the other stuff that you didn't necessarily think about in your 20s that would change in your 30s. I mean, there's a lot of things that happened in my 30s that I never assumed would be the case because in my 20s I decided that you know I wanted kids and I knew my career and I had all of this stuff planned out that I went into at the time that I loved not saying that my kids have changed that's not where I'm going with this still love my children still want to be a mother however there's a lot of the outside things in my life that I'm no longer happy with that I just never assumed would happen like my career for instance and now I'm looking into a career change because I'm in the the position now that the kids are finally back at school. Um, and all three of my kids are now in school in general. And I have the opportunity that if I wanted to go back to school and get a degree in something else and go and do something else, I could. But at the same point, I'm like, well, I'm going to be 38 in like a month you know, is it worth it at this point in time in my life? Um, but I know that, you know, things are ever-evolving, but do you ever feel that way about your career, Pyro? Um, you know, again, this has just been a very interesting point in my life. I hate my job. I've hated all the jobs that I've worked at, you know, but... I never wanted to work in an office and call people for overtime. You know, when I when I was a kid, I wanted to either do voice over work or be an actor or a director or special effects makeup or even fucking blowing stuff up on in front of a camera. Anything, anything to be on a movie set or some sort of production set I wanted to be a part of. And even as a kid, like, I would record myself on camera doing skits, modeled after In Living Color, or making stupid little animations. Obviously, that didn't happen. I became a dad instead, you know, and that's where all my time and energy went into. And then it was just one paycheck job to another paycheck job to another paycheck job. That's all I've ever known. But, you know, I started streaming, and yeah, I'm not acting, I'm not doing any of that stuff that I wanted to do, but I'm still... You're in, still performing. I'm still performing. Yeah, I mean, training. you know, like, yeah, there's pyro you see on stream, you know, that's me, but, you know, there's more to me, obviously, than what people get on my streams. Lately... As far as the SOS streams, I'm a lot more open and comfortable and where I share a little bit more of me than I have on any of the streams or anything that I've done, actually, besides the podcast. So I guess I'm doing it in a way and I've gotten to do some voiceover stuff. Yeah, I didn't get paid for it, but it's still something I got to do as a project. I work with other people. It, you know, I, I'm still doing the things that I wanted to do. Maybe not in the entirety of how I not wanted to do capacity. it. Not the same capacity. But I'm still doing it. And, and it's, yeah. it's still f fulfilling. Like, now, even with streaming now, I'm, I'm, I'm a paid streamer. <laughs> like, I can say that. I am a professional streamer. 
yeah, I'm not ninja. I don't got millions of followers and blah, 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 blah. But I'm still getting paid and making money streaming. And it's not like like a couple of crumbs, like if you're an affiliate on Twitch, like I get paid. Well, you get paid I, well. I get paid very well, you know. In the capacity as your manager, I say pyro. Don't go into too many details. No, but <laughs> but I will just leave it at that. You know, I'm proud, you know. Because it oh, was yeah, a and you struggle. Should be. It was and a struggle, you should be and you're good help. at it. You and, are good at it. You are good at what you do. And I appreciate that. And it's just, you know, and I feel bad because my life, as fucked up as it's been and as crazy as it's been, it still could be so much fucking worse, you know? And it's like, mm -hmm. you know, I have my moments because it's like, you know, I'm, I'm here living a life. And there's a part of my family who is not, you know, mm -hmm. and, it, and it sucks. And, like, I, I struggle with that. Like, that's probably, like, one of the biggest struggles, you know. It's like that survivor syndrome or whatever it is, you know, survivor's yeah. guilt. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and it's like even after I realize I'm feeling that, like, I feel even worse because still, I'm still fucking here, you know, and not confined, you know, and mentally incapacitated. Yeah. So, but that aside, despite everything, I, there's a lot of um, silver linings, I guess. I don't know. I, I That totally sidetracked myself now. Anyways, but yeah, things... Things are still going, and what can I imagine myself streaming at sixty? Probably not, <laughs> but hopefully you never know. Well, I mean, you, you, that's right. You never know because you had the um, cranky Canuck on Mixer, and he was streaming there, and, and until the mm -hmm. day until he died. Yeah, but could you I imagine mean, the three of us still doing this? When we're like, I imagine us seventy-five, being, eighty, being in a fucking retirement home, just talking into a fucking broom and a hairbrush, thinking that we're podcasting at a poker table. That's possible, <laughs> but we'll be on the pyromanesian compound. Yeah, so. yeah, I was just like, <laughs> is everything plugged in, <laughs> Myra? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where Myra came from. But. I told you for the 90th time, it's Minnie. <laughs> yeah, you're talking into a hairbrush again. Oh, my God. Okay. So... Who took my pants? <laughs> Sorry, that will always be me. If your pants go missing, chances are it's my fault. That will always uh. be me. I'm very much so against the idea of pants. Uh, so with that in mind, um, Nazum, is there anything that you would like to add about careers, if you would go back yeah. to your career that you had beforehand, or if you would look for something different? You know what? For me, now, the biggest thing for me now, because it's, I used to, I've worked in the office, I've done all of that stuff. I've, I've had... I've enjoyed, like, I'm not one to change my jobs constantly. Like, I will find a job that's right for me. I've always worked for 
awesome organizations or companies. Um, and once I'm in a job, I will, I will be fiercely loyal to that company because, you know, it's what I want to do until it's time to move on. Now, with, with health and all that, it's taken a bit of a knock. And, you know, what? not being able to go out, not being able to go into the office with COVID happening, all of that stuff. I've not really left, left or done anything for the last five years. And that, to me, like being stuck in one place, um, I feel like I've had my wings clipped and I don't want to be in that position anymore. Um, so with my career, like whatever I choose to do going forwards, I'm going to have to start over again regardless. I'm going to have to either take a huge pay cut in what I do or or whatever it is. So why not? do what I want to do and I have no idea what that is at this point in time but I know it's not going to be sat in an office somewhere or if it is sat in an office it's going to be like remote working where I can do it anywhere in the world like if I want to go spend six months in Ontario or six months in Rhode Island or you know six months in the Bahamas like as long as I can do it sit on the computer and work away I will be happy and that for me is the ultimate, like that's where I want my career to go. Will it happen? I have no idea at the moment. Like, Dude, if I it know. wasn't for health insurance, that's exactly what I'd be doing right now. My ass would be on your couch streaming. <laughs> <laughs> Not on my couch, on his couch. I see how. Well, your, your, couch, you. your couch is, is more accessible right now. It right is a more accessible couch. Compared to... Nizum's my couch. only thing is if, you, if you're going out to see Nazum, you're taking me with you one way or another. Oh, of course. Definitely. You can stuff me in your luggage if you have to. There, but I'm I, going. We, we can't meet Nazum by ourselves. It has no, to no, be no, like, it has to be a group effort. Yeah, it has to be like a Walmart limited edition action figure <laughs> pack set. <you> yes. <laughs> yes. Sorry, it's not Target. I'm not fancy enough for Target, so we're You're gonna... not fancy enough for Target. <laughs> that fucking kills me. We had Target in this country for like a year and a half, two years, and it failed miserably. Miserably. It's, and then that's you guys okay. are over there in the States calling it Target. It's because all we do is fucking buy shit we don't need. Well, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's everybody. It. We just buy shit we don't need. It's just like, oh, my God, it's on sale. Man, if, if there my was like a home circumcision kit. Like, oh, it was kit, half off, so I bought two. If there was a home circumcision kit, some dumbass dude would be like, man, you can't beat this price. <laughs> I'm going to grab three of them. <laughs> Well, that's you know, and it's funny because I always made fun of my mom for that. She's like, oh, you know, it was it was on for, you know, they were 60% off, so I bought three of them. I'm like, well, you know you just essentially paid the same, right? Yeah, but now we have three. But why? Why do we need three can openers? <laughs> In case the other two don't work. Yes, and all of a sudden, you know, ten years later, she's the one standing there in the middle of the hallway bitching about their, how there's too much shit in the house. You know, And I always would give her the hard time about it. And then I find myself the other day standing in my garage bitching about how much shit that we have. I ain't meant to that. So, 
That's, I mean, I guess it all just, it, maybe it is an age thing. I don't know. Uh, right there. You just summed up a good, a good little comedic piece from Gallagher and all of the second half of George Carlin's life. Yep. You know, Gallagher would say, my wife, she, she would always end up spending money to save money. Yes. And she's like... I don't know what it is. I don't know why we need it, but it's on sale. And we have now four of them. <laughs> and yeah, and we now have four of them. You know? And then George Collins, like, all we do is buy shit. And we have all yep. this shit. So we get a table. So we could put our shit on the table. And now we need a table with drawers. So now we can take our shit, put our shit on the table, and then put our other shit in the drawer. And then if we feel like it, we could take our shit out of the drawer, put it on the table, and take what was once on the table and put that shit in the drawer. And then we go on vacation. We're going to need a suitcase because now we need to take our clothes. And not only our clothes, we need to take our shit from off the, the table and bring it with us so we can put it on the table at the hotel room that we're going to be staying at. So now I can take all my shit with me wherever I go. Complaints and grievances. <laughs> That's paraphrasing that George Carr. Yes, that was, it was very well done, though. That was well done. That was not too far off. I'm impressed. So with that, I'm going to go into promos for next week because we're going to have to start wrapping it up soon here. So I should have next week, I wouldn't have three kids if I did. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Which is ironic because next week on the 29th is episode 10 to multiply or not to multiply. It is our podcast and it's basically going to be all you fine people sitting there and listening to us bitch of a parenthood. Um, now we have a, a good spectrum here because we have Pyro and I, who have kids at different stages and ages in life, and Zoom, who has two amazingly adorable nephews, uh, but no kids of his own. So we're going to get a good kind of a mix in there. I haven't decided whether or not we're going to have a guest yet. I'm going to fly by the seat of my pants on that one, because I think we have to do uh, the recording a day earlier, if I'm not mistaken, because Pyro will not be with us on Friday. So stay tuned for that, and uh, if you want to hear about, about a bunch of... Uh, little people that drive us crazy tune in and i would yes. like to just state i would just like to stay and add to this for next week quite honestly if only they showed this videotape in sex ed right honestly i swear people oh, would yes. not have kids fight with our children often and it is birth control they're literally the ultimate form of birth control yeah like, it is birth control oh, but tune in next week for that one <laughs> my goddaughter who is perfect in every way i love her um my best friend lisa's daughter she came over the one day and introduced me to the boyfriend now for a few reasons i found this really funny because it just so happened to be at that time my ex-husband was here um for whatever the reason, and we are both her godparents. So he not only got to meet godmother and auntie, but also godfather, which for any of you that don't know Ozzy, amazing, sweet, fantastically 
awesome guy. Absolutely terrifying. So, Lily was a bit younger then. She was probably about two and a half at the time. And having a particularly fussy day. So, her being still very small and in diapers and very loud, um, wanted to see who was at the door, and she loves Gwen. She is just in love with Gwen, always has been. So, I pick her up, and... I look at the boyfriend and I say, here, hold this and hand him my baby. And Gwen's just standing there looking at me. She's like, what would you do that for? I was like, it's birth control. She uh, looked at me like she was going to kill me at that point. But I think I got my message across. Oh, yeah. My, I make my, my oldest stay home with, with her siblings all the time. It's great. <laughs> she, <laughs> she she laughs though because she'll hear me like yelling at Cassidy and then like two minutes later it's like but you know daddy loves you right <laughs> <laughs> because it's like you know they piss you off they do but it's like he, they get you to that point and then you're like oh my god I, I, I can't even be mad at you <laughs> like you're I'm sorry. They're awesome and amazing and fantastic, but oh uh, my god. I'm sorry you broke that thing. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, next week is going to be a good one. I'm looking forward to that. And after, what, why don't we, do Do we have a plan for after next week? Um, You know what, next week for May, kicking off May with episode 11, we have Just Chatting. Uh, and yes. we are just gonna sit around and shoot the shit on nothing in particular and just see where it goes maybe have a couple of drinks I and like just that unwind idea. I yeah. like that idea uh, oh nice good I, I'm just finding that out too fam I'm excited and she probably <laughs> told me like seven times too <laughs> <laughs> man <laughs> So that's the other thing. My 30s, my hearing is still the same. I just don't listen. Oh, I'm also lack of hearing. <laughs> it's like the man flu. Every man comes with that pre-installed. Oh, thank you. I just got it done today. <laughs> <laughs> with that being said, fam, 30s are, for me at least, could be a lot worse. Um, sorry, Minnie. Sorry, Nizum. <laughs> I can't eat. I have I don't, I have nothing because <laughs> it's like I'm over here like yeah 30s and then I hear you guys and it's like this sex fucking podcast all over again. I got nothing. <laughs> but no 30s 30s definitely has has had its oh that's right similarities to uh, puberty. Mm-hmm. I miss my hair here today gone tomorrow. <laughs> I used to be a lot skinnier, went from people telling me to uh, eat a cheeseburger and gain some weight to when's the baby due? I well, kid you not, somebody that's has mean. said that to me. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> Body but shaming is never okay, and I can relate to the whole thing with the whole eat a sandwich or whatever. I think, yeah. And I've told Nazum this before, like everyone tells me to eat a sandwich. Like there's some magical sandwich out there that's just going to make me like the ideal weight. Like, fuck off. There's no sandwich. It's not that right. we don't eat. Some of us are just small. Right, exactly. And then we I thought... try so hard to gain weight, and then all of a sudden we do, and it's like, whoa, 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 too much, too much! I was like, stop, stop! <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. 
I, I used to get all the time when I'd like, honestly, that, that photo of me, like I was anorexic at that point in time. Like I couldn't, I couldn't have lost any more skin and bones. And the comments people would say would be like, yo, you need a sandwich. Yo. Yeah. No. Like fuck off with yeah. the sandwich. Why is it always a sandwich? Like anyone ever um, think about offering me a pizza? No. Big Mac? No, it's just always a sandwich. Always offer many a Big Mac. Yeah. You want to get on my good side? Offer me a Big Mac and to rub my butt and we're good. So 30s. Not quite young. But are we honestly that old? I, I don't think so. I don't feel old. We're stuck in a weird in-between. Well, it's limbo. You know? It's like after it's it's the whole reason why you never saw a successful friends spin-off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's a weird point in your life. And it's just going to get weirder. Um hair's not where it used to be. Yeah, things <laughs> things have <laughs> changed slightly. Things aren't as high as they used to be. Things aren't as high as they used to be. You start fixating on where you expected yourself to be compared to where you are. And you contemplate making changes. Sometimes that's not a bad thing. Sometimes it's exactly what you needed. Mm -hmm. But as I feel a lot older than 30 sometimes, get out of bed and... Sound like a crackling plastic <laughs> bottle. <laughs> this is Pyro. This is also, well, I'm not Minnie. That's Minnie laughing. And Nazoo. Yeah. <laughs> and we're all set. Thank you, everybody, for hanging out with us. And we cannot wait to share our amazing stories with you again next week. Have a good night.